0: My profession is getting more and more interesting every day. Mm. There's a constant way to develop and to express Mm. and to refine your profession, Mm. which is a very good thing with illustration, I would say.
1: listening to the Swedish podcast hosted by Jill Leckie in conversations about the paradox of life between two cultures. Our guest this week is a Swedish illustrator who has become world-renowned working with the likes of UN Women, Sephora, Absolute Vodka, the Swedish fast food giant Max Burgers, Hagendas, the Swedish Film Institute, and countless other editorials, theatre poster designs, murals, and installations. Erika Jacobsen's style and aesthetic is bold, colourful, and quite often activist led. With one foot in Sweden and the other in her travels abroad, Erika draws inspiration from cultural exchanges throughout her life. Cuba, New York, Stockholm. I had the pleasure of sitting with Erica to discuss her day to day life as an illustrator, what she really thinks of Scandinavian design, and her dream commissions.
0: How are you, Erica? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jill. I'm, I was really looking forward to this. This is my first podcast
1: recording. Well, I uh, feel very privileged to pop that uh, podcast uh, cherry. Yeah, (laughs)
0: well, we're both happy about it then.
1: I believe that every single person listening to this podcast has probably seen a piece of your work. Um, So what's your origin story? How did you get to be where you are today?
0: Well, I think there are so many links that have made me come to where I'm I'm right now. I think it's uh it's not like I've been drawing ever since I was a kid but I read the other day about an illustrator who started by the age of 35 and I must say I started earlier. Uh my parents also my father used to work as an art director and my mother as an illustrator so of course I have the background but I tried to do anything but what they did because I was I know I wanted to go my own way. Um but I went to um Sadra Latin, which had an aesthetic uh, education, and then I went to another art school, and then I was like, no, I'm going to be a journalist, a photographer. <laughs> so uh, everything, trying everything, everything, yes. And I wanted to become more academic. Um, I didn't think it was enough, you know, being an artist or a designer. So, but after the university, I just felt a little bit uncomfortable with that. So I went back to art school again, and then I went to university and
1: college. Why did you not feel like it was enough to be an artist or an illustrator?
0: I wasn't convinced of my own originality as an artist, Uh or that it was interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, you know, there's so many things in life. There's so much to educate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to get education from, so I wanted to have more theory. And, you know, I think I'm, during these years, just becoming more and more of an illustrator and an artist. Mm-hmm. I had s- thoughts of, you know, stimulate my, the intellectual part a little bit more, with, you know, more reading and stuff like that, which is not excluded when you're an illustrator, of mm-hmm. course, because you, you read so much and you're always perceptive of the world outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to interpret it, everything you see.
1: So now, when when I type in Swedish Illustrator into Google, your work comes up. That's how widespread and global your work has become. So how did you go from kind of this moment of realization when you thought, actually, maybe I can do this?
0: Um, maybe after going to Konstfack uh, here in Stockholm, um, you know, there was a big... It was a huge market for illustrators. I think it and it was a good econ- economy back then also. And there were more ad agencies, mm-hmm. you know, up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were still print, um, a lot of print. I mean, the media landscape hadn't changed. There were a lot of printing advertisements and so on. So I got this big job from... IKEA and the uh, ad agency and Bodenfors, and they said, well, we booked you a, a, a flight down to Gothenburg. Can you do this and that? And I was like, yeah, I can. And then I got another job for another great ad agency. So it started really well for me. And then I got another commission for, uh, it was called CD-ROM. <laughs> You know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it's like art, you know, like a different
1: life. <laughs> yes,
0: it was. And you know, I made like thousands of uh, drawings for that. Uh, it was um, the closest I have ever got to a full time job because it was a three um, commitment for like three months. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, during the years I've applied for one or two jobs but I never wanted to, to have an employment for a, a full-time. I just wanted half-time. And there's mm-hmm. not many work spaces that allows you to have that kind of employment.
1: Yeah. But so now that you've become the internationally known, renowned illustrator, is it become easier to pick and choose the jobs that you want to do? Or do you feel like there's more pressure?
0: I would say both. I would say yes to both. Uh, answers because i can pick more i mean I, if i don't have the time or if there's a, uh, a label for example who doesn't suit me yeah. i mean i can have questions from labels that are not at all associated with my style and i was like do they want to add something to their style which isn't me yeah. or do i want to add something to to, to me and their style it's yeah. not you know it's not come yeah um and
1: um, do you find that there's more pressure
0: yeah to pre- i, I in think sort of
1: a performance pressure
0: yeah <laughs> uh, definitely but also it it um, it makes me reach a higher level for my for my illustrations and my artwork uh, especially when i entered my agency in new york you know and you know there are m- more people looking at it and they're a little bit more competitive in a good way i would say and you know you have your platforms with the social media and things that you really want to show mm-hmm. and then you have to refine it in a in a good way mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's really original
1: and and up to you there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who don't who, who obviously know what an illustrator is but yeah. you know what's the actual you know p- please tell us a more sort of in more detail what is it that you do do yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, because I think there is hard to nail what an illustrator does. So it's a really mm-hmm. relevant question uh, because there is also a thing which makes our value higher, if you know what an illustrator is, because they're all over the place. I mean, they could be like more science based illustrations. That mm, makes, I don't know, some um, medical illustrations. Technical Technical illustrations. Technical illustrations, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I'm the longest. They're like, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, so far that you can get from my style. Um, Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to do the perspective right, and it's not getting getting in my way. So... I mean, you can find illustrations and educational material, every book that you read, and uh, and children illustrations, uh, children books mm. that you read uh, from f- for your children or when you were a kid. Uh, there are maps, there are educational stuff. Uh, I mean, sorry again, uh, publicity. Yeah. Mm, I mean, advertisements that you see on milk, uh, packages or mm-hmm. I mean they're all over the place yeah. I would say yeah
1: and it's when you really start to when uh, and it's so funny when you started mentioning some of the some of the things there I just uh, r- suddenly remembering it's everywhere it's hmm. all it's all around us yeah. illustration is actually everywhere
0: and it can be e- everything yeah or anything uh, like the styles that you have they're really you know um, with all small pens and or very Bold and mm-hmm. colorful and big yeah. in patterns on yeah. clothes, or yeah. I mean, it d- depends how you want to define illustration. I think.
1: So, if you were given a piece of, you were commissioned a piece of work by somebody, could you run us through the process that you use or personally to to start that commission?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I think I start by, you know, I have this call maybe from my agent here in Sweden, Charlie Charlie or Snyder in New York. And they ask me, are you up for this commission? Do you have time? Uh, What's the budget like? And, you know, we have this kind of administrative kind of agreement before I start. Yeah. And then I have a brief, like a text brief from the the client, which goes through the agency and you know there could be colors that I have to use from the from the branding, uh, or there could be, um, and also of course the main theme. What's the illustration should be about? I mm-hmm. mean, is it about the environment? Mm-hmm. Or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for example, I did a U- UN Women campaign um, recently, and there were interviews about survivors that had survived um, uh, violence. Mm-hmm and were rescued to Mm -hmm. special shelters that Mm -hmm. the UN women um, provided. And then I make quick sketches and they can be like pretty far gone in the process because my style is a a little bit sketchy from Mm -hmm. the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have chosen my style, you already have kind of opened your senses to what you get. Mm -hmm. And then then after, to continue the process it's yeah do sketches and is this close enough or no it's like when i did this UN thing they were like no it should be more um into like a demonstration this mm-hmm. looks like after as if they're walking in a park yeah, it should okay. be more spirit yeah. uh, oh, what yeah. do you say mm-hmm. campanda <laughs> empowering um so but i think i I'm, I'm am i mean in the beginning of my career i was a little bit afraid of getting critics or feedback i took it more as a criticism but these days i prefer almost to have it because i want everyone to be happy and yeah. i want to develop my own way of getting a solution to my visual yeah. to my visuals yeah. and so i i try to see it more of a uh, collaboration and you're not alone even though i created I, I i really prefer to have a, a, a strong collaboration with my clients You've and yeah, lots of inputs from, mm-hmm. so from the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I get so just inspired. So it just, you know, it comes... Uh, <laughs> I
1: give birth to it without a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sometimes happens with me, especially with the podcast as well. We pick and choose the, the guests that we want to welcome onto the podcast because there is a specific either connection, a, a theme mm-hmm. or something but sometimes it's still the same. Some podcasts are easier to record than others. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where same. we are no. at
0: this point. We are good. We are good. Okay, trust I think me. so. Um, um, but yeah, so
1: it, it, I understand no, that, that natural creative process yes. can sometimes be a lo- Sometimes be yeah. easier than, than You don't know
0: why. That. And it's not like the person maybe you expected or the assignment you expected no. to be easy. Yeah. It's no. just, just a certain kind way. of flow. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the style. Because it is very specific. I think the the, the story in itself, when I realized that I had one of your t-shirts. Oh, (laughs) yeah,
0: the hey (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, that's true.
1: I was like, looking at your your biography online, and then I was looking at my t-shirt going, Mm -hmm. this looks really similar. It sneaked (laughs) into my home. (laughs) Um, So it's very recognizable, I think is what I'm trying to say um uh which i think is a strength actually well i think so yeah. uh, i hope yeah. and
0: um um i mean it's um I, I have a word for it these days and it's like imperfect i made a job for the for a us client and they were like oh it's so imperfect we love this imperfectness i, mean, I was laughing a little bit, <laughs> bit about it you know i'm trying to do as, as nicely uh you know <laughs> Uh, as I can but they call it imperfect so I, I think it's something with the eye that likes to perceive something that is like handmade um, yeah. and a little bit spontaneous maybe not so perfect okay. um, something that derives from your inner I don't know I how I, to
1: I, to describe what, what, what it what I'm drawn to um, is the it's the shapes yeah. that I love Um, And I'd read that you were very inspired by Matisse. Yeah, that's where inevitable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so tell me about that inspiration. I think I'm inspired. I mean,
0: the the biggest source of inspiration for me is always art. I mean, I go see a lot of art exhibitions um, in social media or whatever I Google. I just find something that I really, really feel attracted to. It's like something that. It's a big passion, I would say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Matisse is one of the artists that I like. And, and I think, um, you know, there are big, bold strokes and there are patterns. Mm. They're very aesthetical, I would say, mm. in the same way as on a high level, of of course, artistically. Mm. Um, so it's hard not to... And I have times where you... G- I mean, there are times when you get tired of some source of inspiration. But I think f- over the years it's been like Matisse is one of the, the remaining, mm. you know, icons. And, uh, but I try to find, I mean, if I go to an art exhibition, I just find uh, there could be a small corner or, you know, a structure or something that makes me really want to go home and make a picture or paint, yeah. or I don't paint so much. I mean, I do my commercial work Yeah. and I do them by pens and paper, and then I scan them mm. and then I put the colors in the computer. So it's, kind of far but I, you know my background is from the art school mm. so I always mm.
1: go back to those
0: aesthetic yes. yeah, yeah. yes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there are like fashion things that I can in get inspired by uh, also um, talking about colors referring to colors mm. so there are a lot of things I mean th- there's a constant flow I think in my head with with colors mm-hmm. or combinations mm-hmm. or I can look at you and I get inspired maybe by Some shapes, or your beautiful eyes, or or, (laughs) I mean, or hands moving, or people in general. I mean, I'm not in so interested in the fashion industry. I'm just Mm. interested by the, you know, expression that people put, I mean, why they wear certain things, or the posture, or something that what 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 they are adding to their personality.
1: Yeah. So self-expression. Yeah, self-expression. That's good
0: that you find the words for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
1: you. It's interesting because I feel like I am only so I'm just about to turn 40 and I feel like I'm only now just discovering my self-expression. Yes. Which uh you know, I don't know what that says about me or where No, anybody. but yeah. I think it's
0: <laughs> a, I mean it's now I'm turning 50 these days. Uh and I would say that my profession is getting more and more interesting every day. Mm. I thought I was going to be finished after I took my master uh, exam mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been working since n- 99, mm-hmm. so it's more than 20 years now. Yeah. And uh, I think it's that was just a start. Yeah. That was a little seed that's that started to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many people that already have their expression maybe by that time. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it was like, okay, I love drawing people. I love colors. Yeah. Uh, I went to Cuba to make my final exam, for example. That was like, you know, with the poster and their um, propaganda um, history. And um, I wanted to discover that. Uh, So what I'm trying to say is that there's a constant way to develop and to express and to refine your profession which is a very good thing with illustration, I would say, because it's a handicraft, Mm -hmm. um, crafts Mm -hmm. uh, professional that you're doing, Mm -hmm. which can be a little bit too much also sometimes, you know. (laughs) It's like, okay, I have to do... I have to
1: be seen to be doing this. Yes,
0: (laughs) I have to draw, (laughs) I have to scan, I have to...
1: (gasps) Tell us a little bit about, you mentioned Cuba. Hmm. Um, That must have been a pretty pivotal point your education in yes terms of um you know being coming from sweden coming from stockholm construct and then going to cuba and seeing a different life yes completely different world yeah
0: really. i was making a an essay so i got this kind of scholarship from sida um and um so they were both i uh, made in interviews with uh mm-hmm. two journalists actually so i had like two uh, perspectives on the on the trip mm-hmm. I stayed with the Cuban family I made calls I made interviews I took my bicycle and w- went touring uh, in Havana yeah. um, met friends when I went out dancing I mean th- th- I had a life there for like two months um, and uh, I looked in, into film posters and the screen printing uh, tradition which is one of my favorite techniques yeah, reproducing art and design. Uh, yeah, very inspiring. Yeah. And I think I just go to places also where I try to find something that I am looking for. You, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I like, a fu- m-
1: like a need to affil- a fulfillment. Okay. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. fulfillment
0: trip. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to find there, but I definitely, as you say, find some found something that I could build um, the rest of my career onto. So that was a uh, breaking point.
1: Obviously, the day-to-day lived experience of people who live there is, you know, it's not a tourist attraction. I appreciate that. Um, But there is something about the vibrancy of their life.
0: Yes. And I I would say that I normally don't like to travel so much just like a tourist. I prefer Mm. to do some work or have an exhibition or something. I try not to go by airplane so
1: much these days obviously for the environment do you have any particular project that you've worked on in the last five ten years that has really stood out for you in terms of your pride in your pride in the creative process or or the the final product
0: Uh, I think there are a few ones that pops out But I think I'm just into my daily life, so I would not. I can't remember (laughs) what I've been doing these like (laughs) five or ten past years. Uh, Maybe there are commissions that that are different from each other, or where I had to get a a little bit outside the box. Yeah, Uh, like I did a, a project for Absolute Vodka, which I made a small sonography within a box. It's called Absolute Absolute Cubed. And I was really afraid when I started. I was really scared because I was, no, I haven't done this Mm. before. Mm. I got super stressed. I mean, this could be the result could be like a child uh, drawing. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. no offense, because I I love children's drawings. But I was really frightened. Um, So and then I made I started like these past few years, making bigger stuffs, you know, yeah. wallpapers. And I had an exhibition with uh, textiles and big patterns and, you know, made some clothes of, of these textiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it wasn't my own project, but that made a mark as well
1: for you. That was you. You felt like that was like a milestone.
0: Yeah, a milestone which career. took me to other places. Yeah. But working in those more free artistically projects makes me really, really, you know, I'm pressing myself too hard. I almost got an anxiety attack the day after I had the opening, you know, so it's not easy always to to mm. run your own projects. Yeah, I,
1: th- I mean, you are putting yourself out there, yes. make, you're making yourself yes. very vulnerable. You have to
0: take you know, all the decisions mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And of course you invite people to say what they think, but also the textiles yeah. didn't arrive during that week and when I was planning, you know, to to make the, the collection and oh no. you know, I had l- very little time. Yeah. So it's um <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's uh it's a men- mental not healthy thing yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But that's why I I work as a uh, a commercial illustrator, not yeah. as an free artist. Yeah. But I like really to combine those
1: two yeah. sides to develop your style. And this is, a, this is something that I've been thinking of a lot recently because, you know, technology is advancing su- such, a, such a rate that, you know, it's, it, I always like to say and there's no such thing as somebody that's an expert nowadays because technology is advancing so fast and so quickly. We are all just galloping to keep alongside it, as it were. For example, uh, in illustrations in campaigns, in ad campaigns, in branding and so on and so forth, there's so much more kind c- of demand for uh, animated illustration, for you know social for for illustration and for content that can be used in social media campaigns, you know, how do you integrate that as, as, as part of the the brief? I find that you know do you do the, do you do the animation yourself or how does that how does that happen?
0: Yeah, it's totally changed these past three yeah. years. Every assignment that I do has you know it's always comes with an animation or actually I have tried to go to courses you know to get a better skill for mm-hmm. making animations but I see that I prefer to work with professional animators and I did a big holiday campaign for Sephora last Christmas Mm -hmm. and you know they have their Mm in-house animators and their design team so all of a sudden there were like three amazing films that came out and I didn't know about it and Uh, you were just like
1: oh my god there's my there's my illustration. Yes, and it's moving. I mean, normally
0: <laughs> I would say normally there's. I mean, it's is in the conditions that you yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to do it. And, and I made, uh, uh, i I have made a campaign for Wisconsin cheese. It's a huge, you know, spread of mm-hmm. clients that That's I have. Brilliant. It's uh, so it's funny. Amazing. It's gonna. Uh, I mean, I think it'll be for Valentine's Day. Okay. But there's a film about fifteen seconds, and uh, I worked with him closely to an animator who did that okay. mm-hmm. and um, you know I have sayings for the style and how I want mm-hmm. them to move, mm-hmm. for example, because i'm I'm a little bit uh, accurate to accurate maybe about how I want things to be
1: yeah, but if it's something that you've created in your mind's eye then and especially if it takes the form of some kind of you know, humanoid character. You build a personality. You build traits. You build um, movements. I can, I can, I can understand that. You mm. know, so you have a specific, you know, because one person's vision of how that particular character will move or walk or speak may not be the same as yours. Yes. So exactly, and
0: you have to accept that there are things happening to your characters, but at the same time, you can put so much uh, style into that animated character Mm. and that made me actually uh, uh, realize that I'm a little bit of a perfectionist Uh, (laughs) you know because like no this is not me can we take that again or can we change that so but
1: isn't that just isn't that just the prerogative of any creative though I think maybe yeah
0: Um, so I really have to my tongue sometimes just yeah. to you know <laughs> but I think that's why I mean we are here or in a certain position maybe or because you want mm-hmm. the stuff to to really look like you because that's also a trademark I mean it sounds boring but it's a it's your company yeah that you're running it's not like a hobby that you're doing mm-hmm. like a passion mm-hmm. thing or um, so I prefer to have a big uh, kind of control over it, but then I like again to work with art directors or creative directors who has good ideas or wants me to to change it in a certain direction, mm-hmm. which is also very funny uh, mm-hmm. or fun. I would say um, to develop my style. Mm.
1: If you had some advice for novice illustrators people who were training mm. to be an illustrator or people who were doing it currently as a hobby but maybe wanted to start doing it professionally what would that be i think i
0: i know, i mean i come from the uh, traditional way of you know drawing a lot going to I don't say crooky drawing nude models. What do you say? Crooky. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say in English. Or no.
1: What's uh, that l- word?
0: I mean, still life. Still life. Uh, yes. Still mm-hmm. life, but mm-hmm. in, with persons. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, model, model drawing. Model yeah. drawing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's mm-hmm. the correct word.
0: So I, I think and look at a lot of artists that you like, not necessarily only on Pinterest and Instagram, but I mean going to exhibitions. Uh, you know, try make. Ma- make some uh what do you say experiments maybe with different colors or pens that you you would like to try not mm-hmm. be and i would say definitely not to start work on the computer because i think you find your own style a little bit with with the physical pens
1: that's interesting
0: yeah. um, but so maybe what? W- someone would say another thing but if you go for for example outside with a sketchbook and you know sit around Mm. and and try to perceive Mm. i think that's a lot of of the the main thing you perceive it but then you the output Mm. from your hand and your pen will be something else but there's i mean the filter is you but to make it interesting the filter of your personal style you have to yeah get some material for it and some Mm. some training
1: Mm-hmm. How did you get the the agent? Because that seems to be the key to be able to get an agent is kind of you know it unlocks so many more doors.
0: It definitely unlocked the market for me for the United States. I Got would it. say mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. very different for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I've been fortunate to, to receive a lot of commissions since I entered mm-hmm. um, Snyder, but I would say that um, p- you could be found not having an agent as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had that for I didn't have an agent for the first year when I was working Mm -hmm. and that went pretty well as well but I think you know getting bigger commissions and you have to negotiate and it's really nice to have Mm -hmm. someone to help you Mm -hmm. with all the paperwork Mm -hmm. and um, uh, contact the initial contact and I mean if there are problems which is rarely happening mm-hmm. i would say uh, so when i have some creative talks with them as well and development as you're working out you're running your own company it's really nice to have this uh, companionship yeah, with someone absolutely
1: do you think that social media is a help or a hindrance
0: i think both uh, okay. but i i I was having a chat with my one of the agents in in uh, New York, and we were talking about that. That I, she said, you should have more followers than you have, you know. And I was <laughs> like, oh, the parameters, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard to get more followers because you know it was different from like ten years ago. Yeah. That was totally different. Yeah. Now it's more a marketing place for brands. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Mm, but I'm trying to get more followers. Hey out there! Hey, <laughs> will we'll do a shout-out to where you can this, the end. This <laughs> is not the way to attract followers, <laughs> I think.
1: I well, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, So no, but I see it as a um, a nice uh, way to expose your work and mm-hmm. to see and to make people see uh, have you on top of mind and to post things that could be both uh, finished. I mean, in my website, they're normally not sketches and things Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm, but in the... mm -hmm and social media you can put sketches the process the yeah. film yeah. there there are parts that you can show that behind are not behind kind of the stuff. scenes yeah. stuff which is what i've understood really important it's really nice to see one someone draw i mean it's fantastic even if you i, I think uh, as a amateur or a hobby illustrator or a professional it's super inspiring yeah and what yeah and I think clients are also interested in that Mm. it
1: can can, can kind of be seen as sort of a mini portfolio really isn't it sort of digital portfolios to work that you've done how you work process yeah Mm. mm.
0: so I see it more and more as a very big advantage Mm -hmm. uh, yeah Mm. definitely and you can always experiment it's not a Maybe a regular commission that you have mm-hmm. done and it's finished and you want to show it. It, it could be, uh, you know, a textile experiment or it could be, uh, you know, just trying out something. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you want to show your persona, I think, on Instagram or what any social media. Yeah. If you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah. Do you have any illustrators, any new illustrators? Out there that you would recommend that people keep an eye out for, or, or new, um, yeah, any, 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 anybody that you're inspired by at the moment.
0: Um, yes, I think there are many. P- I mean, in my, I mean, all of the r- of the roster that are in my agencies, they're super nice. Um, I have. Um, but she's not new but she's a colleague she's having the studio opposite mine and she's a fashion illustrator Cecilia Karlstedt I mean she's so she has this level of um, artistic expression which is you know tremendous it's uh, fantastic I think we are we have so much many things in common I mean when it comes to inspiration sources And okay. we have she has got we have got different clients but you know struggling or having the same kind of we're sharing you we're like-minded i mm. would say mm-hmm. and she's so good and i think yeah, maybe linnea puranen she went to konstfak mm-hmm. a few years ago yes. uh-huh. yeah and she's presenting her stuff so mm-hmm. nicely also mm-hmm. uh, i follow I
1: follow her on yes. uh, uh,
0: instagram mm-hmm. um oh i could definitely say so many Yes, and then we have Yu nasty, yeah. and she's I mean she's on, and I
1: think for her I mean, like i I wasn't aware of her until she did the project with Orleans at Christmas time. yeah, and then I've suddenly been like, this is she's just fantastic. yeah, brilliant. So yeah, she's not the, the same for her agency
0: yeah. as me. She's really yeah. really hot these
1: days yes very very much and
0: very so. much i mean she's she's doing or i mean she comes from the art side art, yeah
1: kind of a, the art, art aesthetic d- you yes. know that kind of uh, department yeah
0: mm-hmm. and i think it's nice that they're a, a spread with different kind of manners that different styles that you work in but of yeah. course i like when it's handmade and it's actually made physically mm-hmm. sometimes i think these procreate or sometimes it can. I means easily get a little bit too similar mm-hmm. I think it's important to really be aware of your own style and to try to develop that mm-hmm. it could be uh, recycled maybe so so I I an, an, an advice you you see I'm getting nervous about talking about this <laughs> no but I'm just saying what I'm trying to say is that you are uh, trying to, as an illustrator and artist, trying to find your inspiration from so many different places that you can.
1: Mm. I think I'd be quite scared to use a digital tool to express myself, actually. Um, I mean, I have trouble using Adobe InDesign. Yes. <laughs> and Adobe Illustrator. But I suppose <laughs> so if, you're
0: yeah. U- yeah, <laughs> but if you're used to it, I mean, it's all a matter mm. of, of uh, mm-hmm. you know, tools. Yeah. And I think it would be the reverse for someone not using uh, pens or pencils or colors. I mean, they were like, oh, how how can you manage, manage to to do that? But I think the, the main, many of those that I follow in, on Instagram, for example, they have exhibitions, they have a quite wide range, I would say, uh, as an illustrator that you can work with textile or the, uh, ceramics that have been very... Um, up to date um, lately, and you know you have this curiosity for different materials mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily an illustration because it's on paper mm-hmm. It could be anywhere yeah yeah
1: what does what's in store for Erica Jacobson? In the next year.
0: I'm working a lot with posters and uh, theatres, uh, which I there are assignments that are really into my, you know, this very mm,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> close to the heart, <laughs> close to
0: the heart projects because they're big and they're printed mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. I love I love I'm a, I'm a film and media student. That's my background. Mm-hmm. So predominantly, um, uh, predominantly um, film. And uh, my my big love is is movie posters. Yes, that's my big thing. And uh, one of my favorite movie posters of all time is from a film uh, from the nineteen, I think it's nineteen eighty nine. It was made. So it's a black and white picture of them that has been overlaid with or screen printed hmm. with neon pink and uh, yellow. And I used to have and I used to have a, 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 a version. I used to have a copy of it and um it was a it must have been a zero it was massive it was wow. huge it was a huge and poster. wonderful and um i can i don't know where it's gone no. i don't know i know i know i've moved houses so many times moved countries obviously and so forth and, and, you, I, miss and miss basis, you miss it and I'm on a daily basis you miss it do you know and it's only been in the last 12 months i've been like i wonder where that poster yes. went oh, and it really I need gets to have you it. I yes. need to have it. Yes. so i've been looking online for it and i found one and they were asking $1,000 for one. Yes. And I'm so annoyed yes. with myself.
0: <laughs> but maybe you'll find one who is in the less, yeah. uh, less well conditioned maybe. Yeah. And it's going to be cheaper or you go for it. You never regret I know. a painting or a, I know. an art. But,
1: it, 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 but it, for me, it, it's like having art. a piece of art. Yeah. Yes. I don't know where I would put it in my tiny I mean, apartment. I mean, how,
0: how, people out there, how much do you spend on stuff? I mean, uh, clothes or beer yeah. or restaurants, which is very good. And theaters, you should spend even more. Or, you know, mm-hmm. but... Especially when Especially after
1: the last two years.
0: Yes, <laughs> there are, like, big amounts there. <sighs> Savings. No, but I, you never regret never. buying art or, you know, design stuff or... Well, you could... Um, we will we'll put it into art. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes.
1: So yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of the, the printed poster too. Yes. I think it's, uh,
0: yes. I mean, that, yeah, that's what's brought me to Cuba, and um, yeah, I made a, m- a poster for a r- quite recently. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the upcoming projects, maybe more for the UN Women. They came back and. Um, there will be, I mean, I just finished the commission for yet, Fastigheter, also with m- a new g- great client that I really enjoy working with. Um, so there are a lot of stuff coming up, I think, this year. So, I mean, that's so interesting because you don't really know what will happen.
1: Yeah.
0: It's yeah. a challenge maybe sometimes to just take a big breath and just think that, well, there will th- things will show up. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes I have things planned for Mm -hmm. one month or two or three or maybe half a year Mm -hmm. in advance but sometimes i don't but actually there's so many things to do in between also Mm -hmm. you know your own marketing or you Mm -hmm. know
1: putting your uh, uh, website up to date yeah you are currently listening to the swedish podcast Follow us on Instagram at the underscore Swede underscore ish and find us on LinkedIn and Facebook where you can leave us a message, send us your favourite Swedish tips and so much more. Enjoy listening. So we are going into an election year in Sweden. Yes. The one question that I have been asking um, a lot of our uh, guests is, you know, what are your aspirations for the future of Sweden? Where would you like to see, which direction would you like to see Sweden? I
0: think we are um, in a little bit of critical critical um, point right now and for the whole world as we've seen it's turning very turbulent yeah. and there are cracks in the democratic systems as we see them. Yeah. And people are looking for a law and order and things like that. I don't know really, I think people are afraid of things, but I'm really aspiring for a more humanistic way of seeing each other in a, uh, a society um, where we're not so greedy, where we think of the environment mostly, mm-hmm. and um, that we have a society, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you can't live by your, your own. We need each other, yeah. and the system has to work. So, I mean, the educational system, the healthcare system. And so on. Yeah, yeah. So I could go on and rant about <laughs> this forever. You know, I'm very, very interested in politics and society yeah. questions, issues. Do
1: you, you find that it comes through your work? I guess. Yes. <laughs>
0: no, but I work with the Swedish Society for Nature Con- Conservation, and I work with the UN Women, and mm-hmm. I've been working with uh, Save the Children, and I have many hard, you know, clients that I, I really want to. Mm-hmm that means a lot to me mm-hmm. to work with.
1: What would be your dream client?
0: Oh, that's so hard because I already had so many dream clients, I would say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but if there was one that, that you know the, like the one that you haven't quite, you know, if you haven't worked with yet, who would it be?
0: But I would say actually, I had a dream client that was UN the UN yeah. And all of a sudden, I got this on, on the chat from, uh, from New York saying that, would you like to have a pol- uh, uh, potential commission for you with the UN Women? I was like, oh, was, I was going to ask for, for that. So it really happened. But it may be a big sports brand that are not too, I mean, you know, bad to the environment or mm. to the you know, labor systems, yeah. it would be really fun because I'm a big fan of sports, I've been doing a lot of sports myself, you know, soccer and or football. Um, so that would be really nice, um, or to make a big, you know, window shopping, scenography that would be super nice. Yeah. Also,
1: you could get NK's Christmas windows. Yeah, it would that be would fun. be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, let's manifest that. Yes. Christmas windows, NK. Maybe not 2022, maybe 2023. Yes. Yes.
0: But I will definitely come up with some more dream clients. But I, you know, there is not like one that really, you know, pops into my head as a single one. It's more how the real. Assignment would be, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like when it's, of course, big or, you know, massive.
1: Massive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a massive um, dream client, please.
1: Yes, please, please, please. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners? Anything that you would like to promote? Anything that you would like to say? Any nuggets of information that you would like to share?
0: I would say go see a lot of art. I would say and um, support the culture industry of course of <laughs> course no but i think it's um, i mean due to the pandemic people may have come out of their habits of you know consuming culture mm-hmm. and um therefore i think it's important to and not spend so much time maybe on social media <laughs> You know, have the, very good have the mobile <laughs> fine
1: stuck in your hand like I do. But, you know, the way I see it is like this. We are the generation that we're trying to figure this stuff out, right? Yes. You know, it came, it came to us at a time when, you know, we, we've had to deal with this whole new wave of technology. So we're kind of like the guinea pigs. So we're trying to, we're, 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 discovering the, we're discovering the technology, but we're also discovering the sort of sociological and psychological impacts of these technologies so that our future generations benefit from that. That's, mm. you know, and, and, you know, now we're at the stage where we're going, okay, do you know what? It was fun, but we need to just maybe curb our enthusiasm slightly on the social media, how much time we spend on it, how much it impacts our lives, yes. how much know do we really need to does our attention need to be focused so much on a screen yeah and what what it what, what are the imp- but it,
0: it i mean it's str- i mean there are a lot of self-discipline required sure
1: mm. absolutely because these companies who create these apps are they are buying giving our, our r- attention yes you know they're like drugs yeah. uh in a way yeah. and yeah that's scary
0: i always have bad conscience like like 98% of all parents in Sweden got. Of I course. think with a with the, you know, skärmtid, yeah. <laughs> Give us some advices. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm yeah. like, okay, okay we have, a, t- have to
0: have family <laughs> board now, you know, <laughs> to family decide games. how many minutes, one hour, one hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I'm, I don't know. I, I think the awareness of it and, um, that people are getting stressed. But I think because as a natural reaction to it, it's mm. you don't take a pause, you take a social media break. And that makes your head spin, spin even more, which mm. is kind of strange.
1: It is so funny. You know. I've done three interviews this week um, for the podcast with three very different people who are in very different industries. And every single conversation has come back around to social media. Yes. And tech. Yes. And I just, you know, it's, it is, it, it's, it's be, I think we are really, gen- especially with all the conversation in the chat about metaverse, web three, you know, the even more digital new technologies that are coming on that we're not even, the public are not even aware of yet. Um, it's, it, it, you can there's no hiding from it. Hmm. every single industry is impacted by this and is yes. going to be impacted by it and uh, and yeah i just yeah it's um but i think it's coming to a tipping point where people are going whoa mm. you know what the, you know consciously i know that this is not good for us i know that we shouldn't be spending this much time on it but professionally we're using it more and more and more mm. whether it's Advertising, whether it's brand building, whether it's positioning in the market, yeah. whether it's you know trying to learn more about your customer, whether yes. you know trying to, uh, yeah, it's it's just yeah. it's a real kind of un, you know I'm going to use the word again cognitive dissonance about mm, about the whole thing. That's so true, but also I think it,
0: you have different maybe personas when you go into it, it these days. Before mm. it was like, oh, I'm me everywhere mm-hmm. but if you I don't know how to describe it but you can uh, I think you people are getting more professional to manage it in a way yeah and you know that I'm not following like persons I mean I only follow professionals yeah because I can't have one picture with a dinner and a sunset and the next one you know having a, a professional illustrator having a uh, exhibition so I've you know I rationalized my. That's clever. um, So that's one thing. Also, what Mm -hmm. what do I really have to chew? What I what what do I have to chew to choose to chew? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So I think it's you don't have to be everywhere. Yeah, I mean that's that's not
1: uh, that's not that makes you it's not uh, what do you say sane and that's exactly what um my my guest at the beginning of the week said uh amelie she said uh you know you have to be mindful i mean this lady is a professional social media guru like that's what she does for her she's done this for the last you know 10 15 years and she that's her her piece of advice was you have to choose where you put your mark Mm -hmm. you know whether or not you're either professionally or 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 um uh personally you know join all of the join all of the all the platforms try them all out but just you know find your one find your space Mm. because if you try and stay on top of all of them no way i mean that's that's a recipe for mental health disaster exactly um
0: what suits you best if you if you get if you feel bad about it, mm-hmm. and and you shouldn't do that, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. take control over it yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, and not feel guilty. That's what I'm trying to do this year. No. Not feel guilty.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Erica, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank it you was for a having me. Conversation. Um, I really appreciate your time. Um, we, I, I love, oh, what you do. I'm a huge fan. Well, thank um, you so much. And uh, I know that a lot of people listening will also be. Uh, really excited to, to know what comes next so we'll be uh, keeping an eye on all of your work oh well, thank, thank you. you thank you so much you've been listening to the Swedish podcast hosted by Jill and edited by Cecile you can find us on instagram at the underscore Swede underscore ish LinkedIn and Facebook don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a review with a few stars attached. It helps everyone else find us.